Welcome to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 10, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. Happy Tuesday. I am so pumped that this is episode number 10. Uh, do you ever have those projects where you're like, this is going to be such a great idea, and you're all gung-ho, and then like it kind of dies out like the second week? I am notorious for that, but you just never know. And some things are just way more fun than others, and uh, I'm always into new creative projects, and it is especially exciting that people are actually listening to this podcast. You just never know when you put something out into the internet if it's just your mom listening or if other people are listening. So I just want to take a second to thank everybody that is listening right now and then has shared it and has talked about it. I couldn't be more excited to be able to grow this podcast and do something uh, to extend the stories of local business owners and people in Calgary and people across the country. I'm excited to keep growing it and past episode number 10. So just wanted to say that. Thanks to everyone for listening and it means everything to me when you tell other people about it. So episode 10, I'm chatting with Colby Myers, the owner of Simply Modern Marketing, which is a digital marketing agency that focuses on small businesses. I used to work for Colby, so I know how much time, effort, and passion she has put into growing her business and running successful social media for her clients. We both understand the importance of having a flexible life, and that was why we worked so well together at the time. She really puts everything she has into her clients, um, and I really admire that. And if you are a small business owner or you're looking to grow your social media, I think you'll find this episode really interesting. You'll learn lots about social media uh, from things that Colby has learned and the tools that she uses. Um, And we talk about how important social media is for reaching a new audience, what steps you can take if you're just starting your company's social media, and how key quality content is to the success of a brand's account. Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and everything else in between. It's a different ballgame now. You can't just post a photo and expect people to come to your business. But people also need to understand that uh, the content needs to be good, but there is no guarantee that people are going to buy your service. Social media is such an interesting thing, and I think the conversation that Colby and I had uh, really touches upon that and the conversations that we have with clients on what to expect from social media and the effort they have to put in to bringing awareness to your brand. So, let's get into it. Here is Colby Myers. Welcome back to the podcast. I am sitting here today with Colby Myers. Um, We met a couple years ago in spin class, and Colby thought I was a full-time blogger, (laughs) but I wasn't. Not yet. (laughs) No. Not at the time. We bonded over spin and social media, and then when I was laid off, Colby hired me because I needed (laughs) help. So that's where we started. We both are in social media. Um, so welcome to the show. Thanks for sitting down with me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Of course. So do you want to give a little introduction to who you are and what you do? Yeah, definitely. So my name is Colby Myers and I am the owner of Simply Modern Marketing. So Simply Modern is a sort of a digital based marketing firm here based in Calgary. And we specialize in all forms of digital marketing. So everything from managing your social media, updating your website, responding to your social media questions, doing your daily blogs, and then I also specialize in content creation as well, 
which means I can create all original content for your social media, including fresh photography, whether it's lifestyle photography or product photography. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and what did you do before this? How did you, where did you start? Tell oh. us the story of your journey into digital marketing. So how I got started in marketing was actually when I originally went to university, I studied professional writing. So I really wanted to be a professional writer. I had dreams of writing children's books and writing in magazines. And I actually started out in Edmonton out of high school writing for a couple different local magazines in Edmonton. And I really thought that that is where my career was going. Um, but then I soon realized that the world of digital was going to be taking over print very soon and that it may not be realistic to be dreaming of writing for a magazine. So that's when I transitioned from professional writing for print and technical writing for things like speeches um, into a little bit more of a digital side. And when I was in university, Facebook did not <laughs> exist. Please old. I am old. So um, Facebook didn't exist when I went to university, so social media was not a thing. Um, but I did start studying things like how to build a website um, and other forms of digital media. And then over time, slowly, was it 2007, <laughs> Facebook came yes. out. Um, and of course, I was the first, uh, first of my friends to jump on it and sort of adopt it and kind of have been hooked on social media ever since then. So I think since then, I've taken absolutely every social media course you could possibly imagine, everything from a degree in marketing to a background in technical writing for digital side like blogs and websites um, right up until even the last few years going back to Mount Royal and taking their certificate for social media for small business so if there's a course on social media I've taken it um, my career started out as far as the marketing side goes I think Earl's was actually my first like marketing position I was a I was a server there when I was young and then they, when Facebook came out, they decided that they were going to try and give it a go. And then I was the one that ran actually all the social media accounts for Earl's in Edmonton. So that was kind of my first client, I guess you could say, for marketing. And that was many, many years ago. <laughs> um, over time, I transitioned into working full-time as a backcountry snowboard guide. So I marketed for that company as well. I worked for Downhill Riders and Backside Tours and every tour guide company you could possibly think of based out of Edmonton. So that gave me a really good opportunity to meet a ton of different people and travel all over the world and get to snowboard at the same time, which was super cool. Um, eventually I realized that although that was super fun, it's not where the money was. So I took a contract position in Calgary um, and that was about eight years ago now. And it was actually to do the marketing for a whitewater rafting company and also guide. So I was guiding whitewater rafting by day and doing their social media marketing um, by night. So that was kind of my first taste of social media marketing in Calgary. Um, it wasn't long before I guided a trip for a corporate oil and gas group and the CEO of that company snapped me up and gave me a director of marketing position at his oil and gas company where I worked for about six years. So that's when the oil and gas industry in Calgary was booming and so it was great and I got an opportunity to work with a lot of different people and got to work in the downtown core. Also got the opportunity to take a lot of classes, extra classes that I wouldn't have normally had the opportunity to take because my company was paying for them, which was great. Um, but then sadly, the oil and gas industry crashed. <laughs> um, and so I knew it was time for me to spread my wings and go off on my own. I'd been taking social media clients kind of on the side for a few years. 
And so when oil and gas crashed, I knew that that was my next step, that I was gonna go full-time with a marketing firm. And so that's when I took the leap into Simply Modern full-time. Cool. Um, and what aspects of traditional marketing have you taken into digital marketing? Or is it completely different? No, that's a good question. There's definitely there's definitely a lot of things that are different, but there's definitely some similarities. I think one of the main things that I've taken from traditional marketing is getting to know your client, getting to know the brand, and getting to know the business, and, and definitely tailoring my services to know that not all businesses are the same. You can't use the same ABC plan to, to grow every client, and you have to be able to adapt. and. That's definitely one of the things I pride myself on is I don't specialize in one specific category. I don't just do clients that are fitness or outdoor or retail. I can do anything and I think I definitely credit my traditional marketing background for that for sure. And so it's called Simply Modern Marketing. Where did the name come from? Uh, How did you come up with that? So it's actually a pretty quick story. Uh, how I came up with the name was I was sitting down with one of my girlfriends one night, uh, my girlfriend Kim, and she was talking to me about you know how I was transitioning full-time into running my own business, and I was talking about how I needed a name, and I was trying to avoid using my own name because I was dabbling in photography before that and had a photography company called Colby Lynn Photography, which is obviously my name, um, and I didn't love using my name because I wanted to be able to grow it far beyond myself over the years. And my girlfriend asked me, you know, well, what do you want your company to represent? What do you want it to mean to people? And I said, well, I just want to give people good, clean marketing that's simple, but is still modern. And so she was like, oh, that's perfect. So you want to provide simple marketing that's modern. And she's like, so how about simply modern marketing? And that was, that was it. <laughs> Soon as she said it, I knew I knew that uh, that that was it, and it stuck, and I still love it all these years later. So definitely shout out to my girlfriend <laughs> K Mac for helping me with the name. We always need good friends around yeah. to come up with ideas to steal. Totally. <laughs> um, and so now it's been uh, over three years doing this full time. You haven't gone back. I mean, oil and gas isn't back, so. <laughs> but you haven't gone back to a full time job. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. No. Uh, what has been the biggest challenge since? like day one full-time, growing it till it has been now. Um, I was with you when we were like, yeah. I built the website. If anyone looks <laughs> at this website, don't hire me to build your website. It's getting... <laughs> but it, it was a challenge. Shout out to my digital girl, Megan, who's actually in the process of redoing the website right now. Yeah, and so I was there when you were like finding your logo yeah. and like doing all that. So yeah. how has that been? What challenges have you faced? I mean, I think the biggest challenge when you're building your own business is of course identifying yourself, identifying the services that you offer, Try not to spread yourself too thin, especially in the digital marketing world. Um, I try to pride myself on not specializing on like, you know, very specific things, but I think that um, it's important to know like what you do best and to focus on that. So I think it was a bit of a learning curve figuring out like what are my strengths, what am I best at, what do I really have to bring to the table for people, and how can I stand out? Because especially in Calgary. And specifically when oil and gas crashed, I can't even count how many people I know that started their own businesses. And then not only that, but how many people I know that started their own businesses in the marketing world specifically. So there is a ton of competition. And so I think what was really important when I was getting started was A, that I was gonna stick with it and that through highs and lows, I was gonna make it work and that this is really what I wanted. And 
no matter what happened with my client list or how much money I was making, this, this was it. This was it for good and I was going to make it happen. Um, and then the second thing was, what can I bring to the table and how do I sell myself? And I think that's where my traditional marketing background really came in handy was being able to sell why people would want to hire not just anybody to do their marketing, but why people would want to hire me specifically and what I could bring to the table. Right. And so when you have that conversation, because you would know since you've grown with social media and I know just how many conversations I have to have with people, um, what are the biggest like blocks that you get from clients or potential clients when you tell them what they need for social media? Yeah. So I think definitely there's a number of barriers, but one that comes up over and over again is always budget. Um, especially because a lot of the people that tend to, there, there seems to be like maybe a handful of groups of different people and businesses that hire somebody to manage their social media. Number one is startups. Um, number two is businesses that have been in business maybe three to six years, but they never really took off or maybe they did a little bit, but they kind of neglected their social media and never put any money into it. So now they're looking to kind of ramp that up. And then the last one is sort of companies that have been around for a long time and maybe they've had success or maybe they haven't, but they've never had social media and maybe it's their kids or their grandkids that are telling them that, you know, they got to get on Instagram or they're missing out because they're not on Facebook. And so, um, I think the biggest barrier is definitely one is budget for sure, because those startups are always really scared to invest the money that it takes. Um, so that's always a conversation about how you got to put money into it to make it grow and why it's worth the investment. Um, the other barrier is definitely, you know, clients wanting to get a return on their investment. And sometimes clients having, you know, really unrealistic expectations of what it means to have somebody manage your social media. Like I've definitely had clients say, what's it going to cost me to get to 50,000 followers? Um, so it's kind of breaking down how social media works. Um, and that a lot of those accounts that you do see that go from 400 followers to 100,000 followers in a week, um, it's not real. It's all bots. It's all fake. Um, there's not a real person behind it and that's not a realistic goal to set for yourself or your business and that's not necessarily going to benefit your business either. So I think those would be kind of my top, top barriers for sure. Yeah. I think the conversation, like you just said, um, lots of people don't understand that like followers aren't that important. Like it's yeah. really impressive to have like a super big number, but if those people are like from India or like <laughs> if they're not going to purchase your service or totally. do what you're offering, then like there's no point. Yeah, like no, you don't, you don't. They're just followers. useless to you. Yeah. Yeah, unless your like end game is literally just to have followers and you don't want to like make money in your business. Yeah. Fine, but if you want to have people actually invest in your business and your services, then it doesn't really matter how many followers you have. There you go. Engagement you, matters. You heard it here. You heard it here. You heard it here first, guys. Okay, and so people who do come to you that want to grow their accounts because obviously you hire someone in hopes that you'll gain more customers through social media. Um, what do you suggest that they do? Obviously they should hire you, uh, but what are, what are things you put into the account that helps them grow? I mean, one of the main things that makes me stand apart is that uh, I'm a human being. <laughs> um, I'm a real person, I'm a real girl, um, and I am here based in Calgary. So all my clients, or I, at least a large majority of them are based here in Alberta, um, which means that I can be available for them face-to-face. -face. And so this is face-to-face -face meetings. Um, I also, because I do original content, I do a lot of face-to-face -face, um, photo shoots with my clients. So whether this means you know, they own a fitness studio and I'm coming into their fitness studio to do some like behind the scenes stuff or they sell blankets and I'm taking pictures of their blankets 
either in a studio or out in Kananaskis or out in the mountains and kind of whatever that client is looking for to stay on brand is what I create for them. So I think that's really unique. I think a lot of companies, and I've heard this from clients too, like, oh, well, so-and-so's company based out of Toronto, you know, may be cheaper and they have a whole team of people that apparently they have all these influencers that they work with. And it's just funny hearing all these companies that are based outside of Calgary that, you know, clients have maybe tried in the past or hired and they haven't worked out. And I think the primary reason why they don't work out is either because the followers and the engagement that they get is either not authentic, um, it's not real, it's not coming from people in your city, um, or you're not transitioning those followers into clients because they don't live in your area. Like if you own a spin studio in Calgary and you have 100,000 followers that live in New York, unless they're traveling to Calgary, they're not putting their butts in your seats, right? So I think it's important to be in Calgary because I know the people in Calgary, I can help your business engage with other people in Calgary. As far as influencers as well, I know the influencers in Calgary, obviously Rachel being one of them, um, so I can connect you with the right, with the right people. Um, and then I think too, it's just the time that I put into it. Like I, I actually manually post to all my clients' Instagram accounts so that I can be there in real time to engage. So I don't use bots. If, if you see me posting to Instagram, it's because I'm on my phone on Instagram. And if you comment or send a message or shoot over a little emoji heart, I'm there on the other end of your business to reply, to answer questions, to be there. And I think people appreciate that because I know myself personally, I get frustrated if I send a business a message and I never hear back. I often think like, okay, well, they don't want my business or maybe their business is closed or maybe they need to hire me <laughs> because whoever they're using to do their social media is not doing a good job. So. Um, I think those are those are some of the things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you send a message at midnight, Colby will still probably reply. It's, it's still true. Colby. <laughs> it's not a bot. It's true. <laughs> um, okay, and for for small businesses or people just starting out that like cannot afford to hire anybody, can't afford to hire you, they can't afford to do anything. Um, what are your like top like three tips for people just like starting out um, to start a good social media account, whether it's Instagram or. We'll talk about Instagram. That's the easiest one. Well, first, go back to your day job because you <laughs> broke. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think some of the things that are really important if you're just starting out and you're, you're doing it on your own and you can't afford to hire anybody, I think number one is definitely identify a brand voice and a visual brand as well. So make sure that, you know, A, you have a logo. Um, you maybe have a color scheme that you like to work with. And then also you know what you're trying to sell. I've seen so many people that are like, Oh, I want to be a blogger or I want to be a life coach or I want to be a health coach. But when I kind of ask them like, well, what, what's your main goal or like, what are you selling? Um, there's a lot of people that don't have an answer. Um, so like even recently I had a meeting with a girl who was looking to kind of break into like fitness coaching, but she, you know, she didn't really have the background in it. She wasn't really sure what she was trying to sell. She wasn't sure if she wanted to be a personal trainer or like a nutritionist and and the line was just really blurry. And I think, I think that if you're going to go off on your own, you need to know what you're selling so that you can kind of give a clear, clean elevator pitch to people about what you do and what you're trying to sell them. Um, and then I think the other thing is that visuals are so important. So if you're going to start an Instagram account for your business, you got to make sure that you have quality images. Um, if you can't afford to hire somebody to do your images, I would say... Either make sure you've got a brand new iPhone or invest in a camera. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be 
big and fancy, you can get a Canon point and shoot from your local Best Buy, and even those are going to work better than an iPhone. Um, take the time to edit your photos. Uh, don't load them directly from your phone, and if you are, make sure you're, you're using apps that at least edit your photos a little bit. Um, and then the other thing that I think is the most important, and this is where most people fall flat, is staying consistent. So if you're going to be posting, make sure you're posting at the bare, bare minimum three times a week. Um, and I'm going to like kick myself for this because I know I haven't posted to Simply Modern, but <laughs> that's because my clients come first, so I post to them first. Um, but yeah, just staying consistent is really important. So if you're going to do it, go for it. Same with people who are going to start a blog. I always say if you're going to start a blog, make sure you're posting a new, fresh blog consistently. And there's nothing worse than when someone says they're a blogger and you look on their website and they haven't posted a blog in like five months. Yeah, you're not a blogger. <laughs> you're stop, gonna... stop calling yourself a blogger. You wrote a blog one time. <laughs> Let's be honest. True. <laughs> I was like, when was the last time I posted a blog? <laughs> uh oh, better check. It was last week, it's fine. Still a blogger. Um, and so you touched on this about photography. So because you specialize in content creation, how much time would you say you spend creating the content versus actually like managing the account? Oh man, I definitely spend a large majority of my time creating the content for my clients. And even if I'm using content that isn't uh, completely original, like maybe I didn't take the photo, I still spend a ton of time looking for the right image, making sure things are on brand. And I think people get confused too, like because so many accounts now have these really beautiful Instagram themes. Like you look at somebody like Jillian Harris and her account's all white and it's beautiful and people forget that, um, yes, she's a real person and I love her, shout out, <laughs> shout out to my girl Jill. Um, but she has a whole team of people behind her that are taking those photos and are editing those for her. And, um, yes, I'm sure she does, you know, pop on and respond to messages and we all know she does her own Instagram stories, but, um, she's not, she's not doing it alone. So if you're starting out your own account and you're comparing yourself to somebody like Jillian Harris, um, don't because that is a very unrealistic comparison for you to make. So I definitely don't expect everyone's account to look flawless and so when I say visuals are so important I don't mean they all have to match or they all have to be perfect I just mean and I talk about this a lot in my workshops if you're running a business and you sell jewelry and you've got 10 kids and five cats at home um, make sure you're posting your jewelry and not you know like Catterday posts of like <laughs> you know quick little videos that you took of your cat or pictures of your kid and as much as I love kids and I think it's great if you can incorporate that into your business I don't feel like you need to be posting your kids like every single day if it's on your business account. Um, so visuals are very important. They don't have to be perfect. Try to make them as consistent as you can, but keep your expectations realistic for sure. People do like to see um, the real side of people as well. So I don't think it hurts to post a photo that's maybe not perfect if you think it expresses your business or your brand in a way that you want to be represented. Right. And what do you do with your, so you take the photos, you go out to the mountains, or you do like lifestyle photos, and then what are your favorite apps on your phone to edit? Do you use Lightroom? What's your process for editing? You yeah. don't tell us all your secrets, we won't copy all your photos. <laughs> um, so I, I actually don't edit anything on my phone unless I'm posting it in real time. Um, I use Lightroom for almost everything now, which is a nice transition because there was many years where I was back and forth between different apps and different programs, and I'm happy to report that I think I finally <laughs> have mastered Lightroom. Um, so I do, I do upload absolutely everything that I take 
right to Lightroom and edit it there. And I only use my phone um, for my clients if I'm posting like boomerangs or stories. But if I'm ever taking a photo for a client, it's always on my camera. I'm always shooting in RAW so I can make sure they have the highest quality. And then I'm uploading it, editing it in Lightroom. It's quite a process. <laughs> um, so it does take a bit of time. It is an investment, but that's, that's why people hire me because they it's don't have the time to do it. Yes. Um, and how do you stay organized with all this? Like you're taking photos, you're editing, you're running the accounts, you have a life. What's your, what's oh, your organization? Do tips? I have a life? <laughs> I don't know. Um, honestly, I'm super old school and I love writing things down with paper and pen. And a few of my friends, and actually I'll shout out to Sean Freeman from TWT Group here, and I'm sure a lot of you may know him, but he has definitely given me flack before where I've come to meetings with him with like my little paper agenda. My like Erin, I think it's called Erin Condren or Erin like Cordren. She makes these amazing custom day timers. And I actually have ordered, I ordered two for 2018 and I already ordered one for 2019. <laughs> and I have one that's like my day to day day timer. That's like all my regular appointments, client meetings, stuff like that. And then I have a secondary one that's broken down into hours of the day. And that's actually where I write out like specifically which accounts I'm posting to that day. If I have specific photo shoots, how my whole day gets broken down by the hour, which usually starts at around like 7 a.m. And then sometimes I have things scheduled all the way until like midnight. <laughs> um, so, but that's how I stay organized is, is paper and pen. And I've had this question so many times by people that work in the tech world, like, well, what if you lose, what if you lose your day timer? And it's like, well, what, what if I lose my phone? Like I'm not backing things up to the cloud, um, especially my calendar. So sometimes when clients send me like electronic meeting invites. I'm like, what do I do with this? Like, Who this? Like, I'll just put this down in my paper agenda so that I'm sure that I'm prompt to our Send meeting. Send me a postcard next time. Yeah, so that's how I stay organized um, for the most part, I would say. And then um, a little bit of chaotic like cluttered, cluttered organization. I don't know. I, I do have an office space in my home and I keep everything where I can see it. So I guess the answer is paper and pen and keeping things where I can see them. Don't put them away on the shelves. Don't put keep them away. Them I keep it. I also don't put anything away in my email into a folder unless it's complete. So great advice. When yeah. you go to search for something, you're like, where did it go? And then it ends up like in your organized folder. And yeah, you're like, no. Who put it there? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> Organization. Um, what advice would you give people? who are either working at a nine to five right now and they hate their life, have a side hustle mm -hmm. or just want to start their own business? What advice? If you want to ditch your nine to five and go after your dreams, I say do it. Um, I think the number one thing that holds people back, or let's say the number two things are obviously a change in their income. People are always scared to give up the stability of a salary. Um, and then the second thing would be fear of failure. So I know a lot of people that have started their own companies and then it hasn't gone the way that they wanted to and they've gone back to their nine to five. I would tell people that it doesn't happen overnight and you have to be willing to put the time into it and that means you have to be willing to commit at least a full year at the very minimum of like really grinding and hustling hard at your side project to have it pay off. Um, and that definitely means that you, you may or may not take a hit in your income. So. I would say if you plan on going off on your own um, and you think money's gonna be an issue, start saving now. So maybe less frappuccinos <laughs> and 
trips to Aritzia and more trips to see your financial advisor um, to kind of get your bank account where it needs to be so that if things don't take off the way that you're hoping they would, you've got a bit of a safety net there. Um, just know that everybody fails, it's not easy, and that the benefits far, far, far outweigh the negatives. So, and sometimes even if you are making less money, it's completely worth it. Like I know that I was quite successful in oil and gas and it definitely took me, you know, a, a number of years to get back to kind of where I was at before and I wouldn't change it for a thing. It was every late night and early morning and, you know, nervous breakdown <laughs> was all worth it. So I would say don't give up, go for it. Um, don't put your family at risk if it's a financial <laughs> if it's a financial thing talk to your partner see if you have like support in your family um, I was lucky that my husband um, was very supportive in me starting my own business and now I'm supporting him through getting his MBA at Cornell University so that's what a marriage is <laughs> there you go give and take um, make sure the people around you support you that's that's helpful you don't need anybody in your life telling you that that you can't do it Ditch those people. <laughs> ditch your nine to five and then ditch all the negative Nancy's exactly. in your life. Exactly. Yeah. Surround yourself with supportive people. Yeah. And how do you find work-life balance? So now it's been a couple years now. How, how's that going? How do you find work-life balance? Is there work-life balance? Um, if anybody listening knows the secret to work-life balance, um, I would honestly say that this is difficult. Um, I don't have perfect work-life balance. I'm definitely guilty of working non-stop um, and very late. And as Rachel mentioned, if you send one of my clients a message at midnight, I often will reply. And um, I don't always know if that's completely necessary and I would love to break that cycle. Um, I've been actually talking about implementing office hours for my business for years. Forever. Literally since haven't. the first day of your business. So, like, when Simply Modern <laughs> Marketing opened, me and Rachel used to joke when Rachel worked with me because she's such a morning person and I'm such a night owl that if you hire us, then you literally get service 24 <laughs> hours a day because when I'm sleeping, Rachel's up, and when Rachel's sleeping, I'm up. Um, yeah, we had our meetings at like 2 p.m. because that was where we like overlapped in our totally. life. Totally. <laughs> would be like, hey, I'm coming to the end of my day. And I'd be like, well, I've got 15 more hours of work to do. Um, so I think, I think the only way I've managed to kind of get a little bit of work-life balance is I'm very lucky in that I can run my business from anywhere. So I do travel and it's often to the mountains because I grew up skiing and snowboarding. And so Canmore is kind of home for me and since I've been married actually me and my husband got married in Invermere because that's kind of our spot so we do spend a lot of time in Invermere we try to go out to Invermere at least once a month for a couple days and stay out there take our dog on hikes and you know whether we're out there snowboarding in the winter or hiking in the summer I think that's where I get my little slice of relief is getting out to the mountains and I think that's why I'm always so eager to take on clients who have brands that revolve around something that has to do with the mountains. Like I know whenever I get an inquiry that's like, hey, can you shoot these like snowshoes out in Kananaskis? I'm like, be right there. Um, so that's kind of how I find work-life balance, but it's hard. It's definitely hard and I, I am guilty of working too much, definitely. So something I hate to work on. Yeah, which you've been saying for a long time. Yeah. But it's fine. But that's entrepreneur that is true. life yeah. for you and you it's worth it. You just get used to it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Um, couple questions left. 
What's your favorite part of social media? Like, you obviously use it. I'm sure there's parts you don't like because we all hate Instagram mm. sometimes. But what do you love about it for personal or business? Ooh. This was not in the questions, guys. This is- <laughs> We're off script, Rachel. <laughs> I think what I love the most about social media for businesses is its ability to reach people. And I think that is kind of an obvious answer. But I know back when I was writing for magazines, especially when I was writing for magazines that were free and they went in the little green box, I used to actually write an article called 50 Buck. And it was a weekly article on how you could sort of spend a date night in the city of Edmonton for just 50 bucks. And so I would write all about, and this was back in the day when like movie stores were still around. And so there was, <laughs> there was a movie store in Edmonton and it was called the movie studio. And if anybody from Edmonton is listening, the movie studio was awesome because you got free popcorn. Um, it was connected to one of the best cafes in Edmonton, which is Remedy Cafe, which is actually still there. And has actually taken over the space from the movie studio. So if you live in Edmonton, check out Remedy. <laughs> They've got the best like chai lattes you'll ever have in your whole life. Um, so, wait, what was the question? <laughs> what, 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 what you love was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you were talking about. I just love chai lattes <laughs> so much. Um, so what I love is your ability to reach people. Because when I was writing for this magazine, I was always really nervous about who was going to pick it up. You know, it's like I put my heart and soul into this article and, you know, maybe 50 people are going to read it if I'm lucky. But if you put things on social media, you know that the reach is endless and it could go viral, right? Like you <laughs> never know, like millions of people can see it. Um, so for businesses, I love its ability to reach people. I love how it's quick. I love when I get a question coming in on a client account, I can answer it immediately. I love that you can engage with people. I love that it's, it is super cost effective as far as marketing goes. It's far cheaper to hire a marketing firm to handle your social media and to grow your business that way than it is to, you know, purchase a billboard or a bench bus ad or take out radio ads or a television ad. And so I love that it's accessible to all walks of life, whether you are just a new business or you're just starting out. Um, so that's kind of just a few of the things I love about it for businesses. For personal, I just love that it helps you stay connected with people. I know that there's people that I grew up with or went to university with that maybe I haven't seen for years, but I still get to find out when they get engaged and when they get married and when they have babies and then I get to see their kids go to school and it's just kind of a really neat way to stay connected with friends and family that you don't see on a daily basis. Same. You can stalk people, basically. <laughs> and you can and they don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, another question. I just keep thinking of them as we're talking. Oh, no. So for businesses, you mentioned, because now you can reach more people, and unlike your magazine article, you don't have no idea how many people actually read <laughs> yeah. it, how much time they spent. So when people are looking at social media analytics, mm-hmm. what would you say are like the most important things to look at? We already kind of talked about how followers aren't necessarily the most important, so yeah. what other analytics do you look at? Yes, yeah, so it's definitely important to be tracking your analytics, and one of the things that it's important to look at is what time of day your followers are online. So this is always a conversation that I have to have with all my clients because, you know, often I'll have a client be like, oh, you know, I'd love for you to post at like 8 a.m. And then I have to, you know, explain to them that most of their followers are online at 9 p.m. This is super different for all businesses. And so it's really important for you to check when your followers are online as far as time of day. I know I have a large majority of uh, clients over the last three years were in the wedding industry. And fun little tip and trick if you're in the wedding industry is that there's a lot of brides online at very, very late hours um, between like 11 p.m. and like 3 o'clock in the morning. So 
I had a, a client one time that worked in the wedding industry be like, how did you grow my account so fast? And, and why are you posting at midnight? Like, what are you thinking? And I was like, well, you just answered your own question. Um, I'm hitting all your followers at the right time of day because they're all laying in bed after a long day of work and they're on Instagram and Pinterest late at night and midnight when they're laying in bed and that's when they're getting the highest engagement. So I would say number one is when are your followers online as far as time of day and then also what day of the week are your followers online. Um, I have a lot of clients that think Monday to Friday is the best time to post but maybe it turns out they're their audience is more online on the weekends or vice versa. I know for myself, for Simply Modern, um, my followers aren't really online on the weekends. Uh, they seem to be more online like Monday to Friday. So that's important, which is why I'll rarely post on a weekend if I'm busy because I know it's just kind of a waste of a post because it's not gonna hit, it's not gonna hit, you know, who I'm trying to reach, so. And how do you feel about the algorithm? <laughs> what what algorithm? also affects all of that. I mean, algorithms are always changing, and this is why I'm constantly having to adapt my workshop that I teach. Um, how do I feel about it? I feel like sort of it keeps me on my toes because I'm constantly having to adapt to how things are changing, and right when I think I get things perfect, they change, and then I need to change, which is another big reason why it's important to hire a real person <laughs> and not a robot because people know when these algorithms change and they can change with them and you don't know if your little buddy boy robot is <laughs> is up on his algorithms and is changing right or all the followers that you're getting are going to be accounts that are completely inappropriate and you know you know you'll notice if your followers are no good if your feed starts to look real junky yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um and tell us about your workshops so yeah. what can people do you run like different types are they consistent what kind of people should come to your workshops? Yeah, so I do run a number of different workshops. One of the ones I run that seems to be the most popular is social media for small businesses, an intro. So this is obviously a really nice introduction to new businesses and small businesses that want to know either how they can run their own Instagram accounts or social media in general and how to be effective or kind of what to look for when hiring an agency, whether it's myself or somebody else. Um, so that's kind of the main one. It takes you through everything from how to check your analytics, what tools are the best to use to check your analytics, how to edit your photos, how to make your account grow, how to engage with your followers, what to post, when to post, I could go on and on. Um, and then there is an advanced version of that workshop as well that takes you into a lot more depth. This is definitely for people who seem to have a, a pretty good grasp on social media but are looking to take things to the next level. Or maybe people that have been really successful in their own social media, whether it's a personal social media account or blog, but they're not quite sure how to transition that success into a business. I've also taught uh, blog workshops or blogger workshops, like how to become a blogger, how to be an influencer. Rachel's helped me out with that in the past. Um, so yeah, I mean, I do, I do everything from intros to advanced to bloggers. I recently did one for real estate agents specifically um, because I do get a lot of inquiries from real estate agents in Calgary. So I did one that was specific to how to grow your account if you're a real estate agent or a mortgage broker. I also offer custom workshops. So if you say you own a cafe, you want me to come in and talk to your staff of 15 or 20 people about specifically how to do online marketing for a cafe or a coffee brand or whatever it may be, um, I can do that as well. So I have my kind of go-to workshops, but then if, if anybody ever wants a custom workshop, I'm 
more than happy to take that on as well. Cool. And last question. What is a tool, a resource, or a life hack you can recommend to our listeners? Oh, a life hack just for life in general or for social media? <laughs> life in general. <laughs> life in general. Don't take life too seriously. Um, work hard. Keep your head down. Don't worry about what other people think of you. And um, that's my, my regular life hack. Get out to do things that you enjoy. Like if you enjoy the mountains, get out to the mountains. If 6 a.m. spin is your thing. <laughs> then get get your butt to 6 a.m. spin. Um, as far as the life hack for social media goes, I mean, I'm just going to be totally honest that social media is time-consuming, and it's hard, and it takes a lot of work, so I don't really have a hack for social media. There's no hack. There's no <laughs> hack other than, you know, hire someone to do it, um, and be consistent, and don't get, don't get frustrated, and go for your dreams, and if you want to make it happen, it'll happen. That's it. <laughs> uh, where can people find you? Where can they find these workshops? What's your social media handles? Yeah, so my social media handle, people can find me on Instagram at, at Simply Modern Marketing, and that is definitely the best place to find me. If people want to shoot me an email, they can reach me at Colby, which is K O L B Y, at simplymm.ca, and I will get back to them. And uh, you can find everything you need with just those two. That's all, you need. <laughs> That's all you need. Just check out my Instagram. It'll take you to my website. Um, I usually talk about my workshops on my Instagram account. So if you're looking to stay in touch, just follow me on Instagram. That's all you need. That's all you need. All yeah. right. Well, thank you for sharing all your wonderful insights in yeah. social media. Um, that is the end. Thank you. Well, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>